Good evening, uh, Glenn. Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. We're doing a, a newer thing called Vinyl 10 by 10 where we just kind of talk about music. So uh, welcome on, right. Glenn. Here we are, talking about music. But I was <laughs> just saying, this is a good excuse because a mate of mine, Andy Biddle, he's one of the most tattooed... Um, <laughs> um, uh, what music he called? He works. He does record fairs, you know, rare yep. records. Things. He's a bit of a punk rocker. Likes the clash. He thinks I don't know that he likes the clash quite a lot. And being the sex pistol, I'm not so happy about that. And he thinks I don't see his Facebook page, but I do. But quite kindly, he came, about a year ago before lockdown, he came around my house and was disgusted that all my old singles, which I haven't got many contemporary ones, I thought I've got ones from when I was a kid. Weren't, weren't in bags or anything like that or hardly any of them because back then I didn't realise I thought records were like sweets you know when mm -hmm. you buy a bar of chocolate Hershey's, hopefully not, maybe Cadbury's yeah or Bourneville yeah. <laughs> you want to get to it as quickly as possible and you tear all the wrapper off and throw it away yep. so that's what I used to do I never realised you were supposed to keep them nicely and I've used this as an excuse look, I've done Good. a whole bunch here and then I've got some other ones doing it but both my folks have died in, in the, um, I don't know, six, seven, five years ago, my parents. And I've inherited all their records. And also, I'm trying to separate the wheat from the chaff. There's lots of Jim Reeves caught up <laughs> with a king. <laughs> but they all had their merits, you know. You know, and honestly, I knew that coming so, into this, you, the, and the excitement. Have, and they have memories as well, you know. Right. And that's what it's all about. You know, I literally just pick shows. The same thing. I pick different ones. It's not. I don't have a lot of new music in it too. I, I expected you'd have a lot of cool references that I didn't know. You know. Well, I think you're going to be lucky there because I found I've, I've found found some funny old things. Have I got? Oh, no, I don't know that one so good. Yeah. Why, why don't you start with one? Well, well, it's not very punk rock. <laughs> No, it's not even about the punk. Yeah. Who's the artist? I can't see the artist, though. This is a bit there. I can't remember what the A-side a is. I think this is, is There'll Be a Hot Time in the Old Town Tonight by Chris Barber's Jazz Band, featuring Otterly. What kind of name's that? Patterson. <laughs> now, Chris Barber. Yeah. There, there was a whole thing, you know, before rock and roll started in England, you know, before my time, there was kind of skiffle. It was like a... a Possibly the equivalent to your rockabilly. And yep. there was this whole scene going on for young blokes at university and art school and stuff. Trad jazz. <laughs> there was this English bloke playing trad jazz. And Chris Barber was one of the leading proponents of it, like exponents of it. And he, he helped start up the Marquee Club and stuff and the mm -hmm. 100 Club. Oh, wow. So, in a way, it's not, kind, it's, it's not exactly down there on Bourbon Street kind of style, but some of it's good. That's a good that one. one of my folks kind of things. But look, look, here we go, look, in the bag. All right. You're going to make somebody very yeah, happy. Yeah, but that's, so, so, so I, I, I've, got, I've got, what I've got here, I've got some of my records, like my records that I'm on. Mm -hmm. I've got records that I've kind of co-produced or been involved with somehow. There's cool. a band. Uh, there's one I haven't even played yet, but I've heard it. That, look. Oh, two years ago, Clumbert gave me that. It's Christmas time and joyful noise by the empty hearts. So that's kind of, that's pretty good actually. But so that goes in that pile. 
And that's the record I made. And not only is that a record I made out of a band called The Spectres years ago, it's an acetate. It's oh, metal, wow. Metal inside it. So that goes in that kind of pile. And then I've got the pile of the ones I really like, and I've got the pile that I don't want, which are my folks' ones. But then there's some in-between stuff. And Chris you have a, a great for, uh, collection of singles and 45s. You, you'd be like the jukebox man. Well, do you know what I've got here? Look, I bought this when it came out. Oh, wow. Well, I've kept that nice. since then. That would really? So, that's from back, you know? Yeah, I bought that, bought that when it came out, when I was a kid, when I was about 10 or 11. Couple, I can't remember if I bought that one first, or... See, now I've got no filing system. <laughs> but that's part of the fun of records, isn't it? It's about getting them out, leaving them all over the floor. Mm -hmm. Don't show on them when you get up in the morning. Now, I know it's got a pink label. Well, no, maybe it didn't, actually. Some of them had a pink label. Uh, and that was the other one I might have bought when it came out. Can you read it? Yeah, uh, no, it's just a little... I got, I got the worst eyesight, anyhow. You really got me by the kinks on the pie label. I had the first two records I ever bought. I can't remember which one I bought in. I think this one was three shillings and sixpence, and this was one and eleven pence. That's like old that? money. That says a lot. It's the fact you still have them and they're in good condition. Well, Iggy Pop said to me that he likes his records scratchy, and they are kind of a bit scratchy, you know. So. Well, playable. I mean, I get I buy all my records from a from a secondhand shop, so usually they have a little bit of a little feel to them. They've been broken in. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Nothing perfect. That's why I like records. It's warm. It's a little noise. Yeah. So there you go. But they're, they're, they're kind of where I was coming from, I suppose. I'll show you one of the ones I got. I picked a, a Duke Ellington. Oh, okay. You're a bit of a jazzer, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. Jazz piano, leader of the orchestra. He played it for his whole life. This is a cool one. This is um, kind of like an ode or nod to Paris. He's got a ton of songs in here. He got Under the Paris Skies, um, Midnight in Paris. Speak to me, my love. You know, really, really good. You know, jazz album from. There you go. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm with you with that. I've, I did have someone, and over the years things get lost. But I've been restocking my yeah. blue note stuff and yeah, you know, and that was back. Yeah, blue note and and I think uh, yeah, harmony, harmony. This is harmony. Harmony does a lot too, like of these. Okay. Yeah, that and um, what else? I, I bought a couple of years back again. There's a kind of blue which I had that went um, <laughs> tall, tallest trees that went no um, pictures, sketches of Spain, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Nice. So I'm, nice. with, I'm with you there. I, I like that. Yeah, what I tried to like think about what do you like about jazz? I like the unpredictability, I like the, I like the groove, I like the fact that uh, um. On a really good jazz song, you kind of feel like you're, you're going on a journey. You're not. It's not 100 yeah, percent pop sensibility. You know what I mean? You're yeah, not locked into. I, 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 I'm going to jump in here though, because yeah, no, no. There's lots of jazz music. There's a kind of consequence to it, but they don't have any lyrics on the stuff. Some of the stuff, right? And that's kind of, in a way, it's good because you can read into it what you want, and mm -hmm. you don't have to listen to somebody's dopey lyrics. Not saying that there's been some no. fantastic lyrics. And one of my favourite jazz songwriters is Mose yeah. Allison. His lyrics are great. You know, your molecular structure and your mind is on vacation. 
It's Is fantastic. It I ain't talking. Yeah, so I got all that stuff, originals of that as well. Not obviously when it came out, but because I'm too young. But, um, but there you go. Right. Those are great. Why don't you pull something up there from your pile you got? Well, I, it's, it's, I dug this out quite early now. I was quite pleased to. That one. I would play that when I was a young kid. Young kid. All right. Can you see it? No. You're probably going to have to read them. Silly Lace by the Big Popper. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Hello, baby. You know, yeah, come on, baby. You know what I like. What? But on the B, on the B side, it's even better if you're like a five or six-year-old kid, which I must have been at the time. And it's like we had these people called Pinky and Perky over here, mm-hmm. which were two two singing pigs. I think <laughs> I, I think there was an American equivalent, but I can't remember the names for, for kids kind of thing. And the B side is Purple People Eater meets the Witch Doctor, and it's got all sped up vocals on it. There were one, there were two, there were three. I remember the song. A lot, a lot of bands covered that a while back. That was a, oh, well, a kid. Yeah. yeah. I, I bet that band who did the Banana Split song did it. What are they called? The Dickies. Yep. There's a lot it's of bands the, that did it around here. Yeah. 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 That's cool. So, um, what else you I got? Little, I think I have something a little different. This, this is a hippie. You might actually jump on me about this one. This is uh, old Neil Young. Uh, Rust. I kind of like that. It's got the old like Cinnamon Girl on uh, Sugar Mountain. That's how it I don't think some of the girls on this one. I kind of like it. It's, it's, it's old. I'm not a big uh, uh, Neil Young fan, but for some reason that album is kind of just a fun, different. Okay, uh, I, I, I can I can appreciate Neil Young. I've never been a big fan of his because and his I vocals are at, different. I, I get that too. You know, it's, when I was at school, a mate of mine, Tony Moss, lent me a Neil Young record. You know, he used to swap yeah. records for a week. Oh yeah. And I was into the faces of Mock the Hooper and David Bowie, and he, I think the album's called After the Gold Rush, and it's, mm-hmm. looking back, it was kind of good, but it weren't quite Rod Stewart, you know, in my book. I get that. So, and I, I didn't appreciate this till later on in life, and it's, I'll get in a mood to hear it. It's nothing like I play all the time. I'm pulling just records from my collection that I have either gotten from whatever, not just, yeah. like, my favorites. So I, I agree. I think that's, that's probably the one that, or I like Harvest Moon. I like some songs off of that, and I like the stories of how they produced it. Yeah. Uh, when he did his Harvest Moon one, he, he has a he's out on a farm. I guess he had a farm wherever. And what he would do is he get in a rowboat and they pl- they blast the speakers from the barn, and he'd listen to the the uh, production from from like the boat in the middle of things to hear if it sounded good. That's that's the story. I was I don't know if it's true, but it's a really good story. Maybe did. But I've appreciated him more recently. As I went to the Isle of Wight Festival when he headlined it. Yeah, how was and I don't think he felt he was going down that well. Well, and I had. Um, some connections. My kids were brought up there and the crowd wasn't a really rock and roll crowd. It'd be like teachers from the local schools, uh, you know, yeah. and all that. Nothing wrong with that. Everybody has to do something. And he played Rockin' in the Free World, which went down quite well. So he did it again. And then he <laughs> did it again. And then I had to sort of get back. And so I walked to my car and it was quite warm and I had the window down. And just as I managed to get out of the car park, yeah. he'd actually played it for the sixth time. No way. Right. So I think he was trying to make a point. But I thought, good for you. And then not after that, I <laughs> I quite liked his, um, what's it called, Piece of Crap song? Sorry, no, I it's yeah. easy, I got it home. It was oh, yeah. Then yeah. I saw, and then when I was flying to the States, I saw it was a video of it, and it's great. 
he's backstage somewhere and there's a flight case and the first, and he's got underjack shirt and in his yeah. f- first half of the song he's listening to a playback with his styrofoam cup and then halfway through do you know what he does what? He, t- he turns around with his back to the camera and that's the rest of it it's fantastic <laughs> it's like it's a piece of crap video it's great so he went yes. right up in my estimation he well yeah he's a he's pretty interesting he was actually for a while he was he was in in new england getting uh my my wife's chiropractor was actually his chiropractor and he was driving around and he has this old car he drives around he still drives he's he's pretty much true to who he is i, I really respect that about no, him no, even if you don't like his albums he's he is the man he's not going to take crap and he does what he wants so yeah. artistically but that is probably the album that i like of his that because I mean, it's a, a different between yeah there you go i'm looking for stuff now well you, you show me one all right i got so some friends of yours or at least a couple three cats oh straight cats, for speed this is yeah, you're, doing, uh, you're doing albums. I thought you were doing singles. I, no, I don't have. I don't have. No, I just said. I said albums. I don't have forty fives. I don't have. I have, I have no forty fives. Just talking about it. it's not a big deal. The song's a song. You have yeah, stories. I, 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 like, I, like, I like to get it right. It's all right. But it's all right. But it is all right because I'm sorting these out finally after all these no, years. No, but... just don't. I'm pretty sure there's no rules in rock and roll. We're just talking music, man. This is a cat. I know there's some somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know that one. Do you know that one? Velvet Sunset. Oh, but this is no. an EP. I think they should bring back EPs. They're fantastic. Earl Bostick and his orchestra. Wrap yep. it up for you. Velvet Sunset. I'm chopping it down. I, it's I great. What's great is those those albums are probably, those, those uh, singles are so strong and not crappy. Remember how they came out really strong and then the industry kind of went belly up for vinyl like in the 80s and all the yeah. vinyl got really got really thin. It was just horrible. Yeah. And now you're paying like $30 for a new album that's been remastered. Right. Well, that was in the mum and dad's poll. New Seekers, you won't find another fool like me, right? I was say, now what should I do with this one? Because that's good. Who is it? Heartache by Patsy Klein. Now, Patsy Klein's good. I love Patsy Klein. Slim Jim from the Stray Cats would play that on his record show, I think. So I think that's got to go in the Glen pile, really, even if it's only a show. Play when, he, when he's over. Slim Jim when he comes, because he comes and stays with me sometimes. Well, I think this, no, this, this, this one's a yeah. no-no. Look, Frankie Vaughan, have you heard of him? No. He was like a, he was a good Jewish boy from the East End who was a song and dance man, you know, with a boater and a cane. Oh, yeah. But that was one of the ones that didn't do so well. More jazz, yeah, but- is that more of a show tuning guy? I'm, I'm, less, I'm less fan of the show tunes. I'm pretty. I, I love a lot of the older music and orchestra and stuff and classical. Show tunes is kind of where it's a, a knife in the heart. Yeah. For me. Well, one of my big heroes as a songwriter, although I'm not near in his book, is um, Anthony Newley. Do you know him? I do not. No. Who is no, Anthony Newley? He wrote a lot of the James Bond songs. Oh. He only lived cool. twice. Yep. I know the songs. Yeah. He wrote Feeling Good that Nina Simone did and that some English band did recently. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. That was from, I think it's from Paul Gian Bass or something like that. He wrote, um, um, what did he write? He wrote, What Kind of Fool Am I? What oh, kind yeah. of fool am I? I know that one. Sorry, yeah. That one. 
Anthony Neely. But I've got here, but he was a rock and roller. He was one of England's first rock and rollers. And um, we used to have this thing in England called National Service, mm -hmm. which was before my time, where people would get called up into the army or the air force. My dad, oh, that's quite good. Oh, okay, it's like selective my service. My dad was in the air force, yeah. but he was in the army. And then there were some movies that came out that um, that uh, sort of took the Mickey out of it. Then there was a film called Idol on Parade. And it's a pun on the word idol, right? So idol, I-D-O-L, or I-D-O-L. Okay, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right, and he, he, he's a rock and roll guy in the um, in the army, and he was a singer on the choir, and he wants to be a bit of a teddy boy, which was like the 50s kind of look thing. And he he did a song called Saturday Night Rockaboogie about how his girlfriend or his wife or whatever gets him ready for Saturday night. And every day of the week, she's ironing his Slim Jim tie or his drain pipe pants. And every day of the week, it goes up a semitone. On Monday, <laughs> on Tuesday, on Wednesday, on Thursday, on Friday, on oh, Saturday night, I'm the king. <laughs> and I've got that, Saturday night rock a boogie. So it says somewhere, I'll prove it. See, and this is the best part. This is I'm going to be checking out all these afterwards. Like, yeah, yeah. Make it and not only that, oh, here you go, Saturday Night Rock a Boogie. Right? Saturday all right. Night well, a Decca Records, that, of course. He married Joan Collins. Really? So, How long did that last? <laughs> he was a bit of a boy. Maybe so that. That's, pretty, that's pretty awesome. What else you got for me there? I got... got Marvin Gaye Anthology. Oh, that's a, that's a cool one. So yeah, what's I found that, this in a record. What's that one got on it? Well, it's it's got it's just like a three album. It's a, it's all all Motown, uh, everything from what's going on. Um, you know how Motown had every artist cover the same song like five times. Yeah, See, that was what, that's what they're doing. So he does like everything from um, Pride and Joy, Wonderful One, Your Precious Love. Uh, you know, heard through the grapevine. Of course, all his hits are on here. Well, the grapevine. Uh, no, but there was a program on the telly over Christmas yeah. over here. It's like the history yeah. of Motown with Barry Gordy. Some really, yeah, yeah. I love, I love the fact there's like fold outs and there's all. I love that about vinyl, you know. Yeah. No, there was a program on the telly about on the TV about the history of Motown, and it was Smokey Robinson and Barry Gordy hanging out, and they had an argument over who was the first person to record it through the grapevine. Really, That's... and it was a toss up between Marvin Gaye. Gladys Knight and the Pips and then somebody else did it. And did um, they solve it? Sm well, Smokey Robinson, $100 bet, Smokey Robinson <laughs> insisted that he'd done it first and it hadn't come out right. And then Gladys Knight did it and then he re-recorded it again. And then they made a, trans a transcontinental, you know, like LA to a Detroit kind of phone call to get maybe <laughs> so you could work as a secretary at first. And Smokey Robinson lost. He paid up. Yeah. But he still good. wasn't sure. <laughs> he, he paid up gladly, but he wasn't sure. Well, at sure least he paid he up. Yeah. No, no, sort of losing. But I tell you what, there was that movie come out. Did you see Stand, Standing in the Shadows of Motown, which was all about the Funk Brothers, all the guys who played? No. My, my all time favorite. Bass player. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Now, 
is James Jameson. It was about 10 years ago now, but they did a tour, mm-hmm. right? And they played here, the Funk Brothers, and they had a few people got up with them. Maybe they could have had some more people. Billy Preston got up and sang. I can't remember the others, but it was the guys who played on the record. And I got backstage and I shook hands yeah. with a tambourine player. And I, I said, you seem to be the leader of the band. He said, hell yeah, boy. He said, can't you see? I've got the captain's hat on. And he had the captain's <laughs> hat on. And he was the band leader, really. And I'm sure my tambourine playing went up from that date. I shook hands with him. <laughs> That's good. And they said, That's right. James Jameson weren't there. But it was this other guy who played bass on the latest stuff. Um, I forget his name now. But yeah, there you go. But I was all I, good I, guys. I, yeah, I love that. I love old Motown. I mean, arguably, I have a lot of holes in my game when it comes to some of this, like artists and stuff. I mean, I have a lot of knowledge more, uh, but I love, I love this, and I, I'll hear the songs, and it's fantastic. And this album is is the best. It's a good, it's yeah. a good Sunday afternoon spin, you know. Put it on. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got one for you. I found. I didn't realize that it, but I still got the original picture sleeve. Look at that. Can you say that? Oh, nice. That's nice. That's, That's a good um, condition, too, man. Look at that. Yeah. I, I think I've got that. It's an original, but I got it in more recent years. But it's small faces. And I was mates with them. And I got to play with some of them. And I played yeah. with the faces. And then at the end of the set, we did a couple of small faces songs. We learned All or Nothing, which is quite easy. Yeah. And Tin Soldier, which is kind of complicated. But we got it right. And as we were walking off stage... Yeah, Ronnie Wood said to me and meant it. He said, "Glenn, how about that? Me and you played two Small Faces songs with the Small Faces and got them right." And he really, and he was like really pleased. He was like kids. It was great. That's so awesome. there you go. That's a good one. Man. So I got my Saturday Night Rocker Boogie. I got some stuff here. Oh, don't know about him. He can go. But I like this look. So RC, yeah, I like that. I like the little thing on it here. Gold records. Uh, is it Miller? Glenn Miller. Uh, yeah, Glenn Miller. Okay, so I see Miller on it. What is saying? Now, Glenn Miller, I do like. Yeah. So my, my folks liked um, all the big band stuff. And then when we was playing in LA with the Sex Pistols mm-hmm. in 1996, Slim Jim's mate mine, he came down to the show and we played at the Palladium. And I wasn't surprised pleased with the acoustics there but it's got yeah. a big set round proscenium arch and i said what's the sound like he said it was all right I said was it really echoing he said yeah i said do you know what i reckon you could sort of see like artie shaw or glenn miller or something yeah. or benny goodman and he said that's exactly what it was built for you know yeah the so, acoustics yeah so no that's amplifiers kind of... that's cool i used yeah. to work uh for record i mean for uh one of my many music jobs uh, a radio station it was am fm so Really enjoyed. I used to do the sounds of Sinatra show and all kinds of AM goodies. Really enjoyed them. Your right. turn. All right. This is kind of an easy one. This is a offbeat one, and obviously, it's Jimi Hendrix. Uh, but it's it's a, it's not his one of his classic ones. But it's it's kind of cool. I, I, it's it's all his hits on one album, and it's got some cool old artwork on it. You know, I don't have all the Hendrix albums. I have everything else on CD and stuff. But as far as vinyl goes. You know, having some Hendrix on vinyl <laughs> is a must. Yeah. You know, it's a good one. You know, all his hits are on Cross on Traffic, Purple Haze, Zone Free. He does do Remember, which he doesn't usually have on his albums. And um, and Can You See Me? 
which is nice to have some different songs on it. I like when they put different songs and mix it yeah, up with artists. Right. I don't know that one you mentioned. But yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. Again, I, again, I can, um, I can um, appreciate Jimi Hendrix, but I'm not his biggest fan. No, I, 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 once again, I think my wife's a, a way bigger fan than I am, but you know, I saw, I saw a great picture of him. It's some. Um, where was I? In, where are you based? You tell me I'm in Connecticut, from. in New England. Right. Outside, like, like near Hartford. Outside of Hartford, Connecticut. Right. I've been to Greenwich. My friend. I stayed with my yep. friend Greenwich. So. You're probably about I don't know, forty-five minutes, fifty minutes without traffic from me. I would have been. But anyway, I was in LA a few years back, and there's a, there was a big art ph- photography exhibition. I forget the name of places. It's near. Um, it's not Studio City, some other city on the way to Santa Monica, and we went to the photographic exhibition. They had all these mm. rock photos, but just tucked away, there was this fantastic of picture of um, Jimi Hendrix with a pompadour and a like sixty suit on, and he was playing with um, uh, um, who did I mention earlier? It's Solomon Burke. And it was some after-show party for something that he played on, and he was getting up playing them, and he looked like he was in the benches. But it was great. <laughs> I like things like that, you know. I, I do too. I like something that's different. I mean, clearly things are popular and seen a lot because, you know, they're popular and they're good, you know, commercially. But I like the different stuff myself. Yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a record that's kind of something that I was on. Wendy James, Wendy James, Transvision Vamp. Yeah. Um, love to play some bass for Asia, but that's quite a good band actually. We had James. What kind of music? James from the from the Bad Seeds on Mm -hmm. drums. I play bass. Lenny Kay plays rhythm on it, and Wendy sings. That's all right. That'll go in the. That'll go in the. I was on that pile. This is a fantastic record. I like the I like the artwork already. Yeah, but the only thing is, I was going to play it the other day. Yeah, and the record weren't in the sleeve. But it was a uh. song. There, there was a, a musical comedian. I like. I suppose you call it vaudeville kind of comedian. Mm-hmm. And he was he's like really um, well. He's called Max Wall. You should yep. look him up. He's, I'm gonna. He's, this is this is the show's all about. Yeah, he's really surreal, but in the fifties, really surreal, mm-hmm. but. Ian Dury from the Blockheads kind of took him under his wing and he wrote this song for him and the words are fantastic. It's kind of a bit of a Mickey Tate. It's called England's Glory. All the things yep. that are good about England, but there are jewels in the crown of England's glory and every jewel shines a thousand ways. And then he goes on to list all the people, Frankie Howard and Al Cowd and Garden Gnomes, Frankie Vaughan and Kenneth Orne and Sherlock Holmes, Monty and Biggles and Old King Cole in the pink or on the dole. Oliver Twist and Long John Silver, Captain Cook and Nellie Dean, Enid Blight and Gilbert Hardin, Malcolm Sargent, Graham Green, <laughs> there are jewels in. And it sort of lists all these things that I knew when I was a kid. Somerset Morn, Top of the Form, which was a kids' quiz show, and the Boys Brigade, Mortimer Wheeler, Christine Keeler, who was who was named in the in the um Profumo scandal. So oh. Mortimer Wheeler, Christine Keeler and the Board of Trade, which is like a trade body for business. Henry Cooper, our boxer, nearly yep. knocked out 
Muhammad Ali, and it was an extended count. So we're a bit uh, so Henry Cooper, wakey wakey, which was a call sign for this bloke Billy Cotton, England's Labour Standard Vanguard, which was a really bad car, Spotted Dick, which is a is a steam pudding with raisins yeah. in it, and England's Workers, England Glory. There you go. <laughs> I will I will look it up. It's great. And there's a video of it. It's on YouTube. Oh look, I found this. Look what I found. I found this earlier on. I thought, oh I've lost the cover for that. This yeah. is only from the UK. But then I've just come across the original black cover. So that's going in there. That's a classic. In that's that's really cool. So in, in team of talking about comedians and old time, I have this one. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Groucho Marx. You know, it was, yeah. Uh, yeah. With Groucho Marx there. What's really great is uh, I like the Marx Brothers. I mean, I think you need to take the, the comedy records from back then in the moment. I think why that's why nobody appreciates it because they, they relate nowadays. They're like, I don't think it's funny. You got to kind of get an idea of what was going on back then and kind of put yourself in that moment to really enjoy it, I think. Yeah. You know? And sort of Groucho Marx was quite. Anarchic as well, you know, in left field. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I Did you read his book? That. Did you read the book? With no, Ray's I haven't read no. Oh, that's a good book. You, I recommend that one. I it's, it's, it talks all about his life. But about 10 years ago, I went to Air Studios. No, no, not Air Studios. Yeah, was it Air? Air Studios in London. It's a big studio. It's like kind of mm-hmm. one up from Abbey Road, really. And my mate was doing an installation there, and I was there, and I was going to have lunch with him. And guess who came in and sat to have lunch with us was George, um, the Beatles producer, George, he produced Martin. the Beatles. George Martin. Martin came in with his son. Now, I'm a big fan of English comedy records. And yeah. Why, why George Martin was so keen to produce the Beatles because up to then, he'd only produced comedy records. Yeah. Right? And I was about to ask him, hey, George, can I ask you a question? And he would have gone, no, not the Beatles. And I was going to ask him, you know, because he made, he made records yeah. with Peter Sellers. Do you know Peter Sellers' version of uh, A Hard Day's Night? And he I had not heard it, but no, I didn't. I, I know that's this. On the YouTube. It. It's fantastic. He dresses it up like Richard III, and he does it a recital. It's all strings. It has been a hard day's night, and I have been sleeping like a log. It has been a hard day's night, and I've been working like a dog. But when I get home, to you, I find the things that you do make me feel all right. <laughs> it's great, and he's all dressed up. You got to watch it. But George Martin produced that, and I was going to ask him about all those things, and he got called yeah. away for a phone call, and I missed it. There you go. See, that's that's great. I think that's, that's that would have been really great to ask him that too, because he totally wouldn't have expected that one. Yeah. Anyway, there's one I like. Before it goes that, in the, can you say that? Sideways. Yeah, guys, sideways. What is it? Here you go. Oh, that one. Can you read it? Right. Yeah, Ronnie Lane. Ronnie Slim Lane. Change? Slim Chance. Don't try and change my mind. It's a fantastic track, that. Don't try and change. It's really clever rhythm on it. It sort of like mixes rock steady. I know and... the artist. I don't know the song. I'll... Check this gonna... one out. It's great. Right. Oh, I'm going to check them all out. I mean, everything we've talked about. Yeah. Um, so that's that one. Um, what else have I got? Your turn. I got, I got, I got a couple left here. So I got, uh, for the, I like this. This came out in the 80s. What was kind of trippy back then was the Honey Drippers. Oh, I've heard of them, yeah. Yeah, it was, well, when, remember, well, yeah, it was a playoff of the original 
honey something or other. But this is when Robert Plant did a Sea of Love. It was a uh, uh, Phil um, Phil Phillips Sea of Love. He did a cover of it. Jimmy Page, Jeff Beck, um, now Rogers produced it. Brian right. Sesser does some guitar, and I think I mean it's all old standards, you know. Uh, uh. Yeah, so. but I, I was into all that stuff. I I met um, Robert Plant many years ago. Mm-hmm. They came to the Roxy, which was the prime punk club in London. And the dam plan. This is a funny little story. The dam were playing. Yeah. And after, well, after about 20 minutes that they'd been on, and it was in a little basement, come down the stairs, and the band mm-hmm. were playing in front of the stairs. You could see the staircase. Led Zeppelin came down to check out the new punk scene. Right, and um, then the damn finished up. They did like one more number and finished, right, and went in the dressing room. Yeah, and I got introduced to Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, and all of a sudden there was a big kerfuffle, and on the stage is John Bonham, the drummer, <laughs> and he's going, "What is this? What is this? Twenty-five minutes, twenty. He'd had a good drink or whatever. Twenty-five minutes. We played for four hours." Get the band <laughs> back out without that mouse scabies, and I'll play with them. Next thing, he's bundled <laughs> out, and he's carried up horizontal by the, their roadies out the club. And Jimmy Page and Robert Plant are going, oh, no, not again like that. Anyway, that was that. And the, the band I've never heard that. Because they didn't realise it, but they were doing two sets, right? But anyway, I went to see the Stray Cats, and he's a big Stray Cats fan. And I said, I met yeah. you years ago, and he said, where? And I said at the Roxy Club when he comes down to check out the punk scene and your mate, your drummer bloke, kind of misbehave really, but oh, that was always happening. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a good story. Thank you for that sharing that one. That is yeah, look, another one. Look, that's an it's original paper thing. Deca, you know, that one's the front's too small on that one. Was it? It's Do Your Mind by Anthony Newley. Oh, okay. See and. I'm a big fan of his because as well as what he did, this is his pop stuff. And mm-hmm. I actually did a, a did a live lockdown thing with El Slick was staying with me. And we actually went into this one. Do you mind? If I say I love you, do you mind? And if it wasn't for Anthony Newley, there would have been no David Bowie. He totally copied him. Listen to Anthony Newley stuff, the way he sings, and listen to some of Bowie stuff. I will. And these are the kind of guys that were around then. Oh, and there's another one. Oh, I don't know where this has come from. What a great song title. See, now another bloke who was around at the same time, and he really was England's first rock and roller, was a guy called Tommy Still. And he had a song called um, called Rock with a Caveman, right? Which he wrote. Yeah. He co-wrote with Lionel Bart. He wrote all the big show tunes, you know, in good East End boys. But I've, I've just felt I didn't realise I had this. And do you know what one of the songs called? Hopefully it's the B-side. It's called Egg and Chips. <laughs> That's an English thing. <laughs> yeah, Egg and Chips. Yeah. So there you go. That's cool. Right. Um, Your turn. I got, I got, all right, I got four more left here. So I got Wes Montgomery, Greatest Hits. Oh, okay, it's cool. You know, jazz jazz guitar, but you know he was yeah, known for his, remember well for people that don't know, known for his finger picking style, like the weird side style. Yeah. He had his like, weird octave sound. Um, fantastic, totally yeah, a little like different a, a, than normal. George Benson kind of thing, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really worth, especially guitar players, you really need to go out there and check him out. I mean, it's just a lost treasure. Once again, jazz too, sort of, you know. Good. I've got my more daft records here, but, but I like this one. This is a good one-hit wonder. Have you heard of this guy? I can't even see it. That's even smaller. It's like, a, it's like the worst oh, eye test ever. Well, it's on the pie label. By ML yep. Ford, ML Ford, and the Checkmates. And it's what do you want to make those eyes at me for? Do you mm. know that song? There's a big hit over there when I was a kid. Why do it you sounds like the fifties. The, the Checkmates for? is a fifties, the fifties name. It sounds like. Well, it right? was the fifties. Yeah. It had dates on it, but I didn't realise. I always thought he was Dutch or something. Emil is not a very English name, but early part of lockdown, I was out on my bicycle and I found a blue yeah. plaque. There blue plaques to famous people in the board and it said Emil Ford lived here. He was the, he was the first West Indian to have a, a hit on in England. So, there you go. That's, that's a good hit. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. One will keep, this one will keep my mate Andy, the record store guy. Clash. The Clash, yeah, well, I'm not going to broadcast that too much. I actually did the Clash last, uh, the first episode I did, I did a Clash album. Which one did you do? I did Combat, and the other guy, uh, Warren, did um, uh, the other album. We were just talking Clash to begin with. We did a couple of Clash albums. Oh, just going back one. to the name, The Honey Drippers, mm-hmm. the, and talking about The Clash, because I said The yeah. Honey Drippers, I thought was a good 50s kind of name. It is a... Um, the guy, Nick, yeah. Nick, who was in the tail end of the clash, lives in mm-hmm. Australia now. What's his name, Nick? I forget his name. But he's a good bloke, and he lives in Perth in West Australia. But a thing came up on Facebook from him the other day, and he's got like a bar band together. Where they got a great name, I think, which is a bit like the Honey Drippers, and they're called the Feel All Rights. I think it's both fantastic. Look. Yeah, what are you doing? Well, we're going to see the feel all right. Feel all right. It's very yeah. up, up, upbeat, too. It's very yeah, 60s. It's and they all look a bit sort of early 60s, and they had, a, had their picture in front of um, a uh, an old jag. Yeah, it is a word on that. I like that. Oh, that's in the original thing. That weren't mine. I've, I've acquired it somehow. You got a lot of yeah. classics there, man. You got, you got Hello, a- Hello, Susie by Amen Corner. Do you know them? Amen Corner? I don't, but I think I've heard a song by covered by other people. Their big hit was If Paradise Was Half As Nice. If paradise was half as nice as the heaven that you take me to. Not a paradise I'd rather have you. What time frame? 66, 67. The cable player, Blue Weaver, who I've got mates with over the years. It was in Motley Hoople for a bit and ended up working on all the Bee Gees, Saturday Night Fever stuff. But there you go. Good key, good Hammond player. Look at that. That's right. Oh, boy. That is a good Ta-da. one. Nice. Double bubble. Got that. Got Those this. are the originals, I'm assuming. That's the original. Those need, to go, those need to go plastic, though. What's that? That's my Richard's band in red. Oh, but I've got a red vinyl one somewhere. I, I like that. I like some special editions. What's this one? Oh, it's a mum and dad's one. Um, oh, Jimi Hendrix experience. There you go. 
Yeah, See? it's not in, it's not in there. But now I've, I've cross-referenced because I've already put that in the sleeve, so that'll have to go in another pile. Oh, that can go with the Maxwell one. This is quite good. Mum and Dad record. But, uh, seven. What is it? The seven eighties. Okay. Okay. He was a clarinetist. He was good actually. He did a song called. He had a couple of big hits. Petit Fleur and Midnight in Moscow. But none of them are on this, so that's going to go in the... Like the first title. Midnight in Moscow, Petit Fleur. Oh, look, another Sex Pistols one. Black vinyl. God, oh, I'm, in the, I'm in the money. I hope you put them on a big pile. Well, I've got... Seven, look, I'm going to show you, look. Yeah. It's all sort of... Yeah. Messy pile. I haven't got in the vinyl yet. It's all over there, but... <laughs> so we'll have to do a vinyl one. God save the Queen and a reissue one. That's a nice condition too. Got two of those, but what I'm trying to find, yeah, is another anarchy in the UK and a picture sleeve. Oh, here's what I'm looking for. Look, I don't know how many true record collectors we got. Can you say that? Yeah, I want to be me. Yep. That's in a Dutch sleeve. Yeah. And on the back, it's got adverts for Pussycat, Jack Jersey, Anita May, George Baker, the Tavares, Diana Ross, Ferrari, <laughs> and, bro and Brotherhood of Man. <laughs> That's from Holland. So that, I don't, I don't ever say that. We've got another Pistols revival thing. That's a reissue. But Rich Kids record that was out about marching men's sleeve. That's the original that. I get oh, working that. Some of these records are what I gave to my mum. That is another Rich Kids first single on red vinyl. Ooh. I like that. That looks nice. Yeah, Stranglers. I like them. Ah, stop. Send me out of the car. All right. I still like them. You know what? I didn't put on, I didn't do any yesterday. Just, just, uh, <laughs> So I got this. More of a compilation. It's the Beatles. I have Beatles. Uh, Beach Boys. Endless yeah. Summer. Uh, that. That's good. Basically, it's all, their, it's all their good stuff from 62 to 65. Well, and, some, of the, uh, some of the best albums, the mo best Motown albums, are the Motown yeah. chart buses, you know. Yeah, Motown Chart Busters Volume Five, the, the yeah. Temptations and Diana Ross and all that. It's kind of an early mixtape, isn't it? Really. Oh look, there you go. On Bell Records, Ryder White's one. This one's good. The Love Affair. Do you know that? No. Love Affair. A guy called Steve Ellis is a singer. You know, you know, as hard as I actually went back and I listened to uh, watch that show uh, on Netflix or whatever, uh, Mad Men. And I'm digging, I'm digging the music, whatever. And I go back, I start listening to the songs, like the soundtrack. And I don't know the titles of the artists. And I'm like, I know this song. I, like, I know the song, like you hear them. But I didn't know the name of it, the artist, but I'm familiar with it. I've got to have heard some of these songs. I just not Yeah, know. well, you know. It's got to be like, I'll listen to it and be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is now. There's, there's songs in, um, there's songs in America that I don't really know. And there's songs in England you probably won't know. Oh, probably. So for that reason, but some are worth checking out. Look, there's another Anthony yeah. Newley. This is like a kids' record called "Pop Goes the Weasel." You know the, 
the um, yeah, it's a classic. But he well, sort of does, he does it yeah. as like a big band version. And Bowie would never have written the Laughing Gnome if he'd never heard of Anthony Newley. And there's a fantastic thing on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Anthony Newley. It's a program. Something something. It's called Gurney Slade which is supposed yeah. to be a village, right? Okay. A fictitious village. And he's in it. And it's like early 60s, like, you know, with drainpipe trousers and a Slim Jim tie mm-hmm. and a white Mac. And he never talks to anybody. All the words are in his yeah. head. And all the words of the other characters are in his head, in their heads. And it's really quite surreal. And it's also where Monty Python got a lot of stuff from. You got to check it out. I got it. Yeah. This is, see, this is awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's, it's that's, that's a mate's band. Look, who plays with me sometimes? Um, Neil X, who was in the Zig Zig Sputnik, he plays me and he plays Mark Armour, but he's got a side project. And they got a good name. They're called the Monte Cristos. I think that's kind of cool. So that's there. I oh, that's one of Bowie's best records, I think. I've actually got that. Boys Keep Swinging. Yep. That's a good one. That's good. Um, there you go. Now, I went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. And had a nose round the, the shop, well, in the museum. I played there, actually, with Sylvain Sylvain, which was a bit of a dragging there. And I've always loved this song. Do you know this one? You must know that in America. Judy in the Skies with Glasses by John Fred and the Playboy Band. We only ever had one record in England. It was a big hit. Do you know this? Yeah, I've heard that song. I just don't know. Yeah, well, when the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I found their album. And I bought it and took it home. Do you know what? It's rubbish. I'm so excited and couldn't play it until I got all the way back to England. And I put it on and it was tripe apart from that one song. Oh, that's one's worth having. That. <laughs> that is from that the is. Casablanca label. I don't hear me who it is, though. That is from Warner Brothers. A Warner Brothers? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. And it is their last single, Paul or Richard, backed with I Wish It With Rain, which I got to play both of those songs with them. Which I was very privileged to do. Oh, there you go. That was the only good song they made, I think. Can you see that? No. It's on the Harvest label. Yeah. And it's the Electric Light Orchestra when Roy Wood was still in the band. And it's called the 10538 Overture. And it's great. It's good. I I do that song. Actually, I like a lot of uh, ELO songs. I don't, but I like that one. Oh, it is one and all. That. A long time ago, I was doing a thing at some club, mm-hmm. and a bit later on came down Tim Rice and Paul Jones from Manfred Mann, and they were pleased to meet me because they'd just come from the studio, and they'd done an orchestral version, so they told me, of Pretty Vacant. And I'm thinking, fantastic, that's my song. And not only is it my song, every songwriter wants to hear their song with an orchestra on it. And I'm thinking, I can't wait to hear this 
my riff, you know, played with a yeah. 70-piece orchestra. And they, Tim Rice, bless him, promised to send me a record, and he did. Yeah. And I put it on, and do you know what? They left the riff out. There's no riff. There's no riff on it. Like what? Uh, some people, eh? That's good. I like that just for the cover. Who is that? You get your finger on the thing. It's uh. You won't know it is. I barely know it is. No, it's, no. it's a great cover. Yeah. It's, um, it's called Les Chats Sauvage. It's like the Savage Cats. It's a 60s French thing. Ma petite amie est une vache, which basically my pigeon French means my girlfriend's a cow. Oh, that's a funny title. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a good cover to have. That's a good one. So there you go. Paul Jones on the B side of the. the um, and I told Steve Jones about it for his yeah. radio show, and I got another copy and sent it to him, and he put it on anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, look, that's one worth having. Back door. Yeah. Bye. Can you see? It's probably a yeah. reissue. You can probably see me through. I can see you through. Yeah, good effect, but no. It's, it's Zoot Suit by the High Numbers. Do you know who the High Numbers were? I don't know. No. This is the Who. Education. The Who were called the High Numbers before they became the Who. That was their name. I didn't know that. I, I, I'm a casual you fan of the Who. You talk to me more often. You can live and learn, mate. <laughs> I know that. That's why I, you were like the second person. I'm like, I, I reached out. I'm like, you know, we got to do this. Do the, you know, so many, so much music. Yeah. I'm a casual fan of the Who. So I don't know all their deep, deep, deep history. I have two left. I, I, I so I'm gonna show you one real quick, just because we were talking about them last time we, we were talking. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was kind of a fun one. Charlie Sexton, remember you said uh, you were talking about him that you saw him play. Yeah. With the, Dylan. You were Dylan, right. yeah, he's good. And he's he's mates with El Slick. And I'm, I I yeah. want to get him on one of my records one day. He's he plays every instrument, he's got the best voice. He's well, yeah, yeah, you only need him to play one at a time, right? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and people with having the best voice when you work with them kind of shows you up a little bit. So that's not a good idea either. But well, he, he's, he's got singing. a better quiff than me as well. Look, yeah. I, 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 you know, I just saw his hair. He, he's got a full head of hair too. I just saw yeah. uh, him. And the last one I have is is uh, is Blondie. Oh. oh, that's a cool one, sir. That's good. I figured, yeah, I kind of stuck you know, a little bit a little back in time a little bit. That, oh, I'm going to finish off with a few yeah. good ones. That yeah, I've go for it. That I picked up when I was in France, and they're just kind of. I'm a big fan of Jacques Brel. Do you know Jacques Brel? No, I don't know anybody from any French music artists. Yeah, but Jacques Brel wrote Nemakite Par, which is "If You Go Away." You know, it's a big ballad that everybody's done. But he was a bit out there, and Scott Walker made an album covering his songs. Mm. Bowie, Bowie did Jacques Brel songs. You know, Port of Amsterdam. Do you know no. that song? Mm -mm. I'm the port of Amsterdam. There's a sailor who laughs. No, he did that. My, de my death. Bowie did Jack Brel songs. Are those some of the early, early ones that he did on some of his albums. They're on. They're on I think my death's on Aladdin Sane. Um. Anyway, did that, and then Scott Walker did an album. Scott Walker sings Jack Brel, and it's all in English. Alex Harvey did a cover of his song called mm -hmm. Oh Sweet Down, and the, and the translation is Next. 
And it's a fantastic premise of a song. It's about a guy mm-hmm. who's in the Foreign Legion yeah. in Algeria, and he's in a line, bollock naked, with all the rest of the army, well, like a third right. of them, because what has been given to them is the mobile army whorehouse. <laughs> and they're in a queue, and the sergeant major shouting out, next, next. <laughs> and it's all the things that go through his head. Scott Walker's version is fantastic, but it's, it, he was actually Belgian and sang in French. But I picked up, I just, they're good things to put on the wall more than anything else. But they're good records, and he's all that. This one. Who's that? Oh, it's got, it's again, it's another Jacques Brel thing. But okay. this has got the Makite power on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I mean, you can tell where he's coming from. One of the songs is called Lee Bigot, which is the bigots. You know? I'll yeah. check him out too. Quan Maman Riavandra, which means when Mamba remembers or something. Les filles and les chiens. That's like girls and dogs. And La Palo, I don't know what that means. So there you go. So I've got quite Catholic tastes. You do? As long, as, long as there's a coloured sleeve involved, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and a couple of other ones. It's a bit of a drag. Some of these records, I know that. But my mate left it round here. Steve New, who's the guitarist in the Rick's Kids, and he passed away. So it's a bit, it's a little bit sad, but there you go. Yeah. Very cool. I want to thank you, man, for sharing some of this stuff. That was fun. Yeah. I got a lot of new artists to go check out, and hopefully, other people go on and open their minds up a little bit. You know? Well, that's the idea, you know. There's a yeah. loads of new old artists. Because people say to me, "Have you heard of? I don't know who. Have, have I heard of Exquisite Pink Banana? Who's just come out?" And I go, "No." But if, have you heard of the Sensational yeah. Alex Harvey Band? And they haven't. Right. I say, well, look, it's the same difference. They're both new. One's new to me, and the other one be new to you. It don't really matter yeah. when they come out. So, I, I was always a fan of when I heard a, a band I liked, you know, who, they, who their influences were, and just keep going and keep going and keep going. So, exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I love the deep dive, so this has been great. I've, I've learned a lot today, so I want to thank you. Good, for some, all right. Some good stuff, man. I'll send you a comprehension test later on, right? <laughs>